Welcome to the Double Technical Podcast. This is your host, Lucas Fryman, and I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Uh, we got not too much to talk about, honestly. There, uh, We had the Super Bowl. Um, we had a lot of things happen with our local squad, some good, some bad. Um, so we're going to talk about that. It's going to be a short show since it is the Monday show and it is just yours truly. But... We always start off the show by talking about everything local, and the local segment is brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app or use, or go to SeatGeek.com, I'm sorry, uh, and use code DOUBLETECHNICAL to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Um, so, there's there's not too much to talk about when it comes to Bengals, minus uh, Zach Taylor is in town uh, today finalizing a deal to be the Bengals head coach. So what I decided to do is just in case you were not able to check out the Friday show, which you, again you can always go back and re-listen to, I decided to re-air the Carl Lawson interview. Um, that way you guys can hear it and please share. And uh, if you've already heard it, you can fast forward to about 9 minutes, 40 seconds, 10 minutes, uh, and then we can pick up with uh, the new show today so hope you enjoy all right so now we are going to start off today's show by talking about the Bengals and who better than to talk Bengals with than our 2017 fourth overall or not fourth overall fourth round draft pick out of Auburn which was a steal by the way he should have been fourth overall uh Carl Lawson how are you doing today sir I'm doing good how about you I'm doing great. Thank you again for coming on the show. And but before I start giving you some of the questions, I have to admire your Instagram uh, Instagram stories. They are always making me hungry. You just you always find a way to put some excellent food on there. So I just had to admire that. Yeah, man. I don't I don't really buy much, you know. But I will spend money on food, which is like you know uh, one of the greatest gifts uh, life gives us. So <laughs> that, uh, I definitely want to share. I definitely want to share it with the world. Yeah, ain't that the truth? And oh, by the way, that wing—that was the cleanest wing I think I've ever seen. I, that I was proud of that. Thank you, because a lot of people leave too much meat on the bones. It's crazy. <laughs> we we've officially, as a show, decided that we're gonna we're gonna join you on that mission. Okay. Definitely. All right. So last year, uh, your season sadly got cut short due to an injury. Um, what mm-hmm. has it been like going through this rehab process? I mean, it sucks. I mean, you know, you have his dark days, but there's never been a point where you know, I haven't been confident I'm going to come back stronger and, uh, and better than I was before. So, I mean, it's just time, and, you know, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I've I've been at my lowest of low. I've been told way far more stuff than, you know, in ACL. So, I'm just like, all right. Now, today's ACL is just like a bruise. So, you know, just all it takes is time. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, you're able to get over that mentally. I know that's usually the 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 hard part. And saw again on your Instagram story, you seem to be working out today. So the process is definitely going good. Um, so you you had a fantastic rookie season, getting eight and a half sacks. What are some things that you plan on working on this off season to build on that performance? Um, honestly, just getting back to where I was at even this year. You know, I mean. Last year, even before the injury, it didn't go the way I played out, but I sat there and assessed myself. I mean, there's definitely some stuff I want to improve on and I'm going to improve on, but I was a better player last year than I was my rookie year. It just, you know, 
time in the throws and then I can only do as much as I'm allowed to do, you know, mm-hmm. same, you know, same snap count as I did have my rookie year. So, um, and the role that I'm given, hopefully I'm, you know, I'm given more when I do come back and I'm able to, you know, be on the field more. Um, that's as effective as I can possibly be, you know, but if I'm just, it's the same old, same old, I'm just going to be good in the role I'm given. Yeah. I mean, you take what you got, right. You know, make, you know, be successful on every chance that you get. And mm-hmm. so you have a lot of great veteran players around you, you know, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, Michael Johnson. Uh, how has their leadership affected you? Uh, have you learned a lot from them under, you know, the past three years? Yeah, I learned a lot from them, just how to be a pro, you know, how to approach it, uh, the mental aspect of it every day. And, you know, Geno had an ACL coming off in one year, and I talked to him about that. Mike Johnson's always a great dude, and uh, him and Carlos are great in the community to see how they – they operate so it's been some pretty good role models have you gotten any mentorships from players outside of the Bengals organization oh yeah tons guys that i train with you know like in fort lauderdale and stuff like that and this guy's like just throughout my career i mean if i meet somebody i'm i'm a fan of uh of pretty much every pro, pro player and i mean and i always want to improve so i mean i get mentorship from guys who might i try to get some learn and get mentored from guys who are even younger than me who are successful or just anybody really yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, so let's see. Uh, with all this being said, so again, you're going into your third year, um, mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's a ton of changes going on with the Bengals organization as far as the coaching staff. Uh, as a player, does that put any sort of pressure on you to come out and perform? You know, right off the gate, you know, to to impress them, or you, are you just going to try to take it the same day? You know, business as usual. Uh, well, see that, see, that's the problem. It's like, it, I'm always trying to impress, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to impress, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's never like never a business as usual. I'm always like, I want to be the best, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's never, there's never a time. It's just, it's usual. I mean, you only get a short amount of time, um, to play this game, you know, uh, and, and the overall grand scheme of things. So I just, I want to be the best at all times. And I'm mean, I'm not really. Of course, I'm be impressive. If I if I meet my standards, I'm definitely gonna be impressive to somebody else's because my standards are higher than anybody's. Yeah, I mean you you gotta have that skill, you know, and that motivation to even get to this level. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. Um, are you uh somebody that you know? You know, our defense, you know, we're, we're going to need leadership and things like that on that side of the ball. Uh, do you see yourself stepping into a leadership role this season? I'm not actually sure. I, I feel like the leaders are the guys who make, who go out there and, they, you know, on the field a little bit more and make plays. Because I, I think the best leadership is through play, mm-hmm. you know, and then you kind of add on some of the, like, you know, the intangibles of it. Um, so, I mean, you know, time will tell. I can't really give an answer on that. Yeah, I mean, Going out there day in, day out, I think that we're leading by example is always, you know, the best thing. Um, now, kind of switching things to more of the Cincinnati aspect, um, outside of this polar vortex that we've been in, uh, what have you enjoyed most about Cincinnati? Food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. You probably shouldn't have answered that one. That that's true. Yeah, I mean the the food is great. What have you enjoyed about the Cincinnati fan base? I mean, you know, it's been a good fan base. I haven't really been out in the city that much. Kind of really just focus on, uh, you know, 
fans to come out because you know last two years we haven't really been winning and that's that's the main goal so yeah definitely hope you know we get back to winning ways and I, I think that you'll be a part of that um real quick I just got a, a few last questions before I let you go uh so you love the food have you got a chance to try Cincinnati chili I have. I'm just not like a – I'm not a big Cincinnati chili person. But the thing I was told when I first got here was either you like it or you don't. Uh-huh. You know, so I don't – but I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not like a huge fan about it. I don't hate it or anything. But uh, <laughs> I, it's not – you know, I've never been a big chili person in the first place, so. Okay. I, I just know most people usually uh, are confused as to why we put it on spaghetti and things like that. You know, no, I, I get it, but it's, I mean, it's unique. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then uh, the last question, I'd be, you know, my my co-host really wanted me to ask you this. How happy were you to see Alabama go down in the uh, championship game? I'm always happy to see that happen. You know, War Eagle, <laughs> you know, so. Did, did you rub it into Dre at all? No, nah, but I talk trash to them every day. I, I probably – probably talk more trash to Mark Ingram because I've trained with him. So, but I haven't talked trash to anybody. I was just like, they know what happened. <laughs> you you don't have to rub it in after that, right? No. No, I do not. All right. Well, that that's all the questions that I really had for you. I appreciate you joining the show, and, you know, we wish you the best of luck this season coming back from that injury, and hopefully you go out there and, you know, your dominant force. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right. So the next local team that I want to talk about is – The Kentucky Wildcats, they went out Saturday, had a game versus Florida in Gainesville. It was a very interesting game. Uh, They were trailing big time, and uh, they were trailing 33-29 to at half. Um, And then the second half was just not going good. We we were struggling, we were struggling. And then about the 10-minute mark, halfway through the second half, they just turned it on and their their defense tightened up um and just suffocated this Florida offense that was causing us issues the entire game. Uh we outscored them 36 to 21 in the second half, ended up winning 65 to 45 uh for yeah, 65 to 54. I'm sorry. Um and I can't wait to hear Michael's uh, analysis of breakdown of this, but uh, mine alone, you know, PJ Washington went out there, did his thing again, 15 points, 12 boards. Uh, we, we shot really bad, honestly, from the floor in the first half, which is why we got behind, but then we ended up picking it up in the second half. Uh, Keldon Johnson, 10 points, 8 boards. Haggins uh, needs to shoot a little bit better, but he did have 6 points, 5 boards, 4 assists. Uh, hero was our unsung hero. Finally, um, no pun there, by the way. Uh, he finally stepped up and I think Michael called that, that, you know, he was going to come out and be effective. And sure enough, in the second half is when he was productive and actually hit a dagger to kind of keep us ahead. When Florida was trying to rally back, uh, he finished with 19.6 boards to assist and went three, four from the three point line. We did not shoot good from the three point this game. Didn't have a lot of help off our bench. Uh, Manuel quickly went one for six from the floor. Baker went one for six from the floor. Zero for four from three for Baker. One for five from quickly. So they were they were kind of getting three happy. That's why we ended up shooting twenty eight percent from there. Um, we were forty one percent from the floor. But 
you know, when you turn on that suffocating defense, then you get, when you look at the Florida's average, they were 26% from the three, so worse than ours, and then 35% from the floor, also worse than ours. So it was a really good rebound. I, I was genuinely afraid that this was going to be a game that we would blow. Um, but that Haggins and Johnson and that defense, um, when they turn it on, when they work together and put a focus on it, they're one of the best defensive teams in the nation. So it, it was a great showing by them. I'm just glad that we were able to bounce back and get the W and, um, you know, it's on to the next one. And the next matchup is uh, tomorrow we play South Carolina at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. Uh, South Carolina, they are 11-10 currently. This is in Rupp Arena. We are a 94.2% chance of winning the game according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. Um, South Carolina is just struggling this year. They're, they're really not the same. They almost give up as many points as they score. Uh, they barely shoot over 40% from the floor. They don't assist very well. And when you look at their last five games, they beat Georgia, um, but got destroyed by Tennessee, lost to Oklahoma State, beat Auburn. So I'll, I'll give them that. They were able to beat Auburn and then got destroyed by LSU. So it's not going to be an easy game. No SEC game is easy, except for that Vanderbilt game. Um, but I think that we go out there, execute, do our thing, and we are golden going into the weekend versus Mississippi State, which we will talk about with Michael, of course. So that's everything UK. Now, here's here's the team that pains me the most right now. I was so upset this weekend, um, and uh, just it, it breaks it it breaks my heart, guys. NKU, I you know I I thought we'd be twenty and four coming out of this weekend. And I I don't know what happened. So let's go to Friday. They played uh, IUPU, who we I believe have already beaten once this season. Um, and we went in there and we just we never got going. I mean, we were down nine at half. And when you look at the full box score, score what really hurt us was the fact that Drew McDonald went 3 for 12 from the floor, 0 for 5 from 3. He had 14.6 boards. He just he was not present in this game. Um and you know, we thankfully we had great performances out of Walton and Sharp as they, you know, both picked up 20 points themselves respectively. Um but we did not get a lot of production from the bench and we let uh justice for IUPUI just go off five for seven from three um, and 26 points from the floor. Um, we we shot 50% from the floor. They shot 52% from the floor and 42% from the three while we only shot 33% from the three. It was not a good defensive performance by us. We were not limiting those outside shots and IUPU, IUPUI was getting whatever they wanted. And uh, it was frustrating. I I really thought that we would go out. I, I, I thought that game was going to be closer because they're not anybody to snuff at. Um, but they NKU just did not execute. Then you fast forward to last night uh, before the Super Bowl. And 
again, we just got out of the gate so, so slow. Uh, it was 33-25 to 25 at half. Uh, we tried to make a run back, and we were doing very, very well. And ultimately, the game came down to the final plays of events. And um, we just, what we let happen, it, we literally let the only thing we couldn't let happen happen. And that was uh, Ferguson, or I'm sorry, a hail. Um, hit a go-ahead three. We were up 67-66. to 66. Uh, They ran an inbound play with about five seconds or so left. Um, and sadly, we we uh, got baited on a pump fake, and a Hale is their best three-point shooter, so we should have stayed flat with him. Um, and he was able to get a three off and hit it with about uh, 2.5 seconds left. Uh, NKU had a chance with an inbound play with about a minute or a minute, uh, a 1.5, I think is what it was. Cause they threw it down the field and it got tipped out of bounds. Um, and they just weren't able to get a good enough shot, which is frustrating. When you look at the final box score, uh, Drew McDonald had a better game going eight for 15, 18 points, nine rebounds. Uh, Sharp had another excellent game, uh, getting 20 points himself as well. Uh, but again, no, no production off the bench for us shooting 30% from the three and 41% from the floor. Um, you know, UIC was just a, a 500 team and this should have been an easy win, but when you let them shoot better than you, because our defense, for some reason, these past two games kind of took them off. Um, and you know, we let Ferguson get 19, Bowen get 12, uh, Diggins get 16. Um, it, it just, for, for some reason, our defense kind of went MIA and, uh, you cannot, have that happen in these games in the Horizon League. Um, these teams will take advantage of that. That's why NKU has been at the top of the standings is because of our defense. Now, with that being said, we're still at the top of our uh, at of the Horizon League uh, at 18 and six, um, but now we are only holding a one game lead over uh, Oakland and Wright State. Um, so. We're still perfect at home. Those games were on the road, but it's a little troubling when you're 13 and 0 from home, but five and six away. We we really got to step up and find a way to um, perform better in in those matchups. Um, we we can't be losing that. You know, two game lose streak. I believe that's the first of the season. Uh, we had not lost back to back yet, so it's it's frustrating. Uh, NKU is going to have a lot to um, learn from this um, and we definitely have to bounce back the good thing is is that we have Detroit um, on Thursday at seven o'clock in NKU so that's great that it's at home we kind of need that that reboot uh, we're uh, according to ESPN's basketball power index we're at a 91.5 percent chance of winning the game I definitely think that we take care of business there even though I thought that we were take care of business in the other ones but um, you know, Detroit is nine and fourteen. They've struggled. the The only team that they've beat in the last five games is Cleveland, who is the Cleveland State, who is the worst team in the Horizon League currently. So, I think that this is a good bounce back game. Good thing is, is we have two games at home. We have a game Saturday, which I'll talk more about on the Friday show against Oakland. We need that to bounce back. We lost in Oakland to them, and they're only a game behind us, so we need to beat them there. But again, I'll talk about that more later so please NKU 
bounce back. We need you. So that is uh, everything when it comes to the local segment. Again, it is brought to you by SeekEek. Go to SeekEek.com or download the SeekEek app and use code double technical for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Um, We are, uh, you know what? I, I know I usually take a break, but again, this is going to be a short show, so I'm I'm not going to take a break here. Um, the obviously the thing that was the biggest from this weekend was the Super Bowl last night. Uh, the New England Patriots ended up winning thirteen to three over the L.A. Rams, and it was a boring Super Bowl. I mean, very boring. I'm excited that Tom Brady and the Patriots won, not only because I picked them. Sorry, Brian, um, but me and Michael were able to get that one right. Which, if you didn't see, by the way, I posted on social media. I went four and three. Brian went four and three, and Michael went three and four on all of our prop bets. Uh, so I'm happy that I was not last. <laughs> um, but uh, it just it just was not a very uh, exciting Super Bowl. Uh, it was zero zero after the first quarter, three zero at half, uh, three three at the end of the third, and then finally we got a touchdown, a uh, Sonny Mitchell touchdown run in the fourth quarter with like seven minutes to go. Um, I mean, it it Brian said that it was a defensive Super Bowl. It was not boring, which there was some really great defensive plays. Uh, they were good. Uh, both teams were getting stops in the running game and uh, sacks and uh, some great, uh, great coverage downfield that was making it very hard for Jared Goff and even Tom Brady. I mean, Brady did not even have a touchdown in this game. He had an interception, showed to Jared Goff. Um, but there was there was just no real excitement until the very end. Uh, and it all kind of uh, melted away because of the interception by Jared Goff. Uh, you know, Patriots finally score a touchdown, go up 10 to three and the Rams were driving. I mean, it was the first time that they, uh, got a, a first down on third down. They were over like seven up to that point. And you're like, okay, this is going to be the drive. And they were just throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. Golf was making excellent throws, um, big play calls. And then you get down to about the 30. Um, and he had a play that, you know, some say was a missed pass interference, um, you know, where uh, Gilmore was holding uh, the left arm of the receiver, and then he also got kind of leveled by the free safety. Um, when the ball arrived, I I don't really call that one pass interference just because I don't think he would have even caught it anyways because of that second hit. Um, but, you know, he had that play, and then he just for some reason decided, you know, we're going to go right back to it, which, I mean, it makes sense because it almost worked. Um, and he just underthrew his receiver. I, uh, I, he was getting a little bit of pressure, but he just missed, flat out missed. And um, threw it short, it was picked off, and that ultimately sealed it as the Patriots do what the Patriots do. Went down the field, ended up kicking a field goal with about, uh, it, it was under a minute, I believe. So the the Rams didn't really have any options obviously they tried to kick a field goal with like 20 seconds left to then try for the onside kick and they missed the field goal so it uh it was not 
again, like I said, it was not the greatest greatest game. Julian Edelman was the player of the game, the first wide receiver since Antonio Holmes to be uh, the MVP of the Super Bowl. Ten catches, 141 yards. He was really their only threat, minus that beautiful throw that Brady had to Gronkowski to set them up for the only touchdown of the entire game. Um, yeah, I mean, and here here's a fun little factoid. Um which I don't know what this truly means if you're the NFL, but uh, the attendance for the game was not even 100%. It was only 93% filled. I don't know if that's Patriots fatigue or if that's the fact that the Rams don't have a great fan base or if it's NFL fatigue. Um, that That's something interesting that they're going to have to look at. I, again, I don't think the Super Bowl helped. I think... Maybe if the Saints are in this, that this is a lot more exciting and a lot more offense happens. Um, but we will never know because that game does not exist. I love their shade about uh, their newspaper saying, what's Super Bowl? Uh, it's great. Look it up online. Uh, I'm sure I, I'm going to ask Michael about that on the Friday show just to hear him get salty a little bit more. Um, but all in all, that's the end of your NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. The New England Patriots, for the sixth time since the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady era, they are champions. And I don't mind it because Tom Brady is the GOAT. And, of course, he is a Michigan Wolverine alumni. And I'm sorry, I know this is a local show, but I love Michigan Wolverines. So, just just have to be honest there. So, yeah, I... Uh, that's really all that we got to talk about. I mean, there's no uh, nothing progressing as far as NBA with the whole Anthony Davis um, trade talk. I know that uh, Kyrie came out and and <laughs> kind of shocked everybody because uh, he has he can't be traded or whatever until July first. Which is when he can sign like his contract extension and everything like that, um, and he came out and was like, you know, I'm not even going to talk about it till then, and this, that, and the other, and it kind of scared everybody that he was basically saying, yeah, I'm getting out of Cle or Cleveland, uh, Boston, and uh, there's been a lot of rumors swirling that maybe he's going to go to the Knicks and. Uh, but then he did this thing with his dad that seemed very gimmicky and very intentional of him giving his jersey to his dad. And I don't know. Weird stuff there. Apparently the Lakers, uh, what was first rumored that we talked about on the Friday show uh, as far as the trade they offered was not what they uh, actually offered. Apparently they really lowballed them offering like Rajon Rondo and uh, things like that. So if I'm the the Lakers, man, Anthony Davis is worth all those young players. Get rid of them. Rebuild in the offseason by getting other veterans who are going to want to join Anthony Davis and LeBron James, uh, like a Clay Thompson, like a KD, maybe even Kyrie. You know, this is all things that they have to think about, which is why I think they should be willing to sell the house. Um that's just my opinion, but we'll just have to wait and see. Thursday is the trade deadline, so Friday we'll be able to talk about what all the crazy stuff that did or did not happen when it comes to the NBA. But I think that's it. 
I, I think that concludes today's show. Uh, sorry that it was a short one. And I, again, if you had not heard the Carl Lawson interview, I hope that you enjoyed that. We appreciated all the love that we got for it. Uh, please like, and share this podcast. Um, we, we're really trying to continue to grow and um, we can only do that with your guys's help. Uh, search us on all the different social media platforms, double technical. You should be able to find us. You can even ask your, uh, Siri to play double technical. If you have an iPhone and we will start playing. Um, so a lot of things developing, uh, trying to get some more interviews for you guys. Um, but I'll just have to wait and let you know who we do and do not get. <laughs> uh, you can also, by the way, uh, we're, on anchor that's who our hosting platform is um if you would if you feel so inclined uh they do have a sponsorship uh kind of program or uh donation kind of program whatever you want to call it uh where you have you have the option of 99 cents 4.99 and 9.99 per month uh where you donate to the podcast and help us out all you have to do is click on it it's just build monthly um, you know, you are not inclined to do this. You do not have to do this, but we would love the support. Uh, if we can start making some more money, uh, for this podcast, we can start doing bigger, grander things and, uh, really, really start to grow and take off. So, uh, we appreciate all the love and support of everyone, uh, listening and, uh, hopefully we get some more new listeners today, but I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Uh, We'll see what happens with all of our local squads, and uh, we'll be back here to talk to you about everything that happened from now to Friday. Peace out.